Yeah. Do you guys ever see? I mean, I know you've seen Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yes. Brando. A couple seasons. Are you a yeah. fan? Yes. Oh my god! My favorite, my favorite clip, favorite episode yes, is the I, lineup. Yes. <laughs> the best. The best. You want to you want to recap what we're talking about? Entire, it's, it's the best moment in the entire show. Entire. Series. It might be. Yeah. 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 Sure. Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> so, okay. I now now I'm completely spacing on the actor's name. Andy Samberg. Andy Samberg. Okay, Andy Samberg is a police officer in Brooklyn, and he's he is bringing somebody in to identify uh, the the criminal, basically in a lineup. Same thing. Usual suspects. You know, five guys, and she says. Something about how what did she say about the Backstreet Boys playing in the in the background that he was singing the Backstreet Boys mm-hmm. when he killed her brother, right? But we don't was find out brother? about the brother until yeah. the end. That's the punchline. Yeah. Okay. So you don't know that. You're and he the whole proceeds, episode. No, I'm just kidding. You had one job and you fucked it up. I fucked it up. God, <laughs> Look Charlie. it up. It's hilarious. <laughs> is, this your, is, is this your weird idea to have a late podcast title card or something? Something like that. I just wanted it to record for a minute. I guess we should do the intro. You want to go ahead and just intro? Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna intro. Uh, yeah, you you want to do it to background music, or are we just jumping in? Let's just jump in. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of Brevity Box, episode twenty-two. At least I think so. Maybe if you're new here, it's episode one, I guess. Uh, man, it's an exciting, exciting new twist to our uh, our saga here. Man, it um, I cannot tell you how excited I am to say that our our proverbial third wheel over the last couple of episodes that's made the show a lot more fun, uh, Brando. Uh, I, I'm really excited to say that it's official. She's Aww. now a permanent part of the show. <laughs> Becky, thank you for being willing to put yourself through such you know, trials and tribulations and problems that we're gonna deliver to you on a routine basis. I think this thruple might I think this thruple might actually work out. This is yeah. the, this is the only <laughs> thruple I will ever be a part of. I hope Yeah, you guys we went into that. that. <laughs> And uh, I won't repeat my uh, my announcement, but I certainly seem to have made it weird for that Brando. announcement was everything. I loved that. Thank you. I wasn't you. sure if you were announcing a pregnancy or like somebody's death <laughs> or like you and Brando were getting a divorce. And well, I was the, the other is, party. I, I didn't know where it was going to go until the end. I've known Brooke, m- uh, my wife and your friend. Peggy, uh, I've I've known Brooke for she's my soul sister. about, and she's a badass too, right? Mm-hmm. So, I've known her for about the same amount of time as I've known Brando, and so to when when uh, we were sort of going through the motions of making this official, it occurred to me that that and we had been just been talking about, a th- how do people thruple, and how we really couldn't do it, but e- to each their own, and it just made me think about how funny it would be to go down 
a long wordy path <laughs> announcing it to the rest of the ruminations radio network like i was talking about my 23 year old or my 20 year long marriage getting to a point where we just couldn't surprise each other anymore and that we still remembered why we fell in love and like all this uh <laughs> insinuation <laughs> and that we would decided to bring somebody new into the room because they were exciting and different and the whole time of course i was talking about you joining me and brando but it was oh. fun i took everybody on a long journey and then of course i talked i said my my truth about becky i've been a fan we've been friends for a long time uh-huh. but you know you're the kind of person i like to hang with and i'm really happy you're part of the show i know brando's happy too i'm just glad people think i'm cool <laughs> yeah well look you you're you're fearless man you're fearless and and you're out there doing good and we're glad yeah. you're a part of the show it's pretty great well, thank you pretty I'm, great i'm glad to be here with you guys i have so much fun so well thank and you, you had for a letting chance to be a part <laughs> well look it was sort of brando and i have uh kind of cornering on that that time we've known each other we we know how to read each other's opinions pretty well and i think after the first episode him and i privately were like okay that was fluid fun like we were already thinking about it you know and so we you know and the way we work this is that we have all of our stuff organized on discord and to make it official we brought you in and, and you know sort of presented you like uh simba I know. I felt, I felt like a show pony. I was like, yeah, oh we gosh. did. We paraded you out uh, <laughs> to the rest of the network. And, uh, you know, maybe I hadn't mentioned it. We are part of a larger group here at the Ruminations Radio Network. You can check us out at www.ruminationsradionetwork.com and see the variety of different types of programs we have in podcast form. And uh, we all collaborate with one another on Discord and we're friends and have gotten to know each other while we've been building this thing over this last man almost a year now about three months will be a year old wow. and um and we have everything organized in there and we're doing best we can of course and i think we have a lot of great content and we kind of threw becky out to the wolves with everybody and announced it and made it official and um what'd you think i mean you took a look around you saw some i think you've gotten a, a decent first touch on on yeah. some of the people we have from all over the world. It's it's really interesting to see like the the very different uh topics being discussed and yeah. kind of I don't know. It it's kind of cool to see like other people talking about how they kind of need to step up and change their their podcast and it's just it's an interesting learning curve for me to We're say pioneers. <laughs> well, I think in a lot of ways podcasting even though it's not brand new i mm -hmm. with so many people doing it there's a lot of creativity going on and yes. and i think if you listen to enough of the the huge podcasts out there you know joe rogan is sort of undeniably the Pop big time ass. huh nothing <laughs> look I, i'm a fan of the show and the format and for for a lot of reasons and so are a lot of people and and he he sort of drops little pearls of wisdom as do um you know you listen to enough of of tom segura and and dr drew's podcast i mean comedians in general seem to have that ability to adapt and find a way to make it work and and just kind of have confidence in in that process and that's what we've been trying to do hence hence you becky because i think that 
I was going long-winded way often. And if it wasn't was, for Becky, know. I would have walked out a long time ago. Oh, okay, sure. Okay. <laughs> Becky is literally the glue holding the show together. Uh, okay, Stop. you're a little dramatic there, I'm sweetheart. Not gonna, I'm That's not going to be nice. able to get out of my house. You're making my head yeah. so large. <laughs> he, he doesn't need two of us like that, Becky. It's going like, to be like the 600-pound life on TLC. Just Becky sitting here. And it's just going to be my And us having to crane you out. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. like my, what was it? What's eating Gilbert Gray? <laughs> yeah. Grease me, break up like open a, the roof. grease me up like a chicken and slide me out the front door. Well, that's Ugh. cool that you, so you're, you, you like what you've seen so far. I mean, we've got I some do. really interesting people. I mean, Neil is, uh, I mean, he's funny, man. He's entertaining no matter what. And that's the host of the old metal bar steward. I mean, just you get a chance to see and get to know some of these guys. At some point, we're going to try to put together, a, you know, like a lot of popular channels have where if you're a fan or if you're a member, you can be a part of a discord. We have some access yeah. to some of these hosts because a lot of them are really interesting mm-hmm. with with uh, topics outside of what they talk about on their podcast. Yeah. You know, and, and you can kind of see people going one way or the other. Mm-hmm. That's really, cool. Really well, interesting. On top of that, you just had a birthday yesterday. Yes, I turned 29. Oh, I thought I, no, I was totally I planning. I was about to say, okay, I was about to say, you only turned 21 once or something. I wasn't going to ask you how old you are. No, that's no the thing. Um, my aunt that passed away, uh, she was like my best friend. And whenever you asked her how old she was, she'd be like, I'm 29. Or it's like, it's the 13th anniversary of me being 29. So. Oh. When I hit 30, I was like, I'm 29. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Keep it up. By that yeah. logic, my stepmom is 24. Oh, well. <laughs> but she's been that for like the last 24 20 is years. A, 24 is a little hard to pass off. I'm like 29. I look pretty young. So I think people would actually believe that. I, is that still... I mean, is that still a thing? I mean, do people have you have you had that experience and told somebody your real your genuine age and they've been like, oh, well, sorry. I bet a few people believe that I'm not rapidly encroaching on 40. I take it as quite the compliment. People Hmm. don't don't believe I am the age I am. They think I'm a lot younger. I get that. If it weren't for gray hair, I would get that a lot more, but I've gotten that for a while. Yeah, they're like, oh my gosh, you're, I didn't, I thought you were like 25, and I'm like, bless you, thank you. Yeah, thank you. (laughs) It's kind of fucked up, right? Because I think men in their 40s, I think for some reason that sounds like people make the assumption, oh, well, he's, he's doing well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just because he's in his 40s like oh he's established well it just like, goes like people i went to high school with man they hit 30 and i was like damn bro i used to think you were so hot and now you are definitely not definitely that's genetics not. man i mean that's yeah. a different ball game uh, I mean, father time's a real motherfucker right yeah it hits well, i think it hits unless men you're paul harder rudd than women yeah paul rudd just has like some weird fountain of youth gene inside but, of him but there's men like that, right? Like there's yeah. just, there's some men Patrick that Stewart. have that. Well, so this is kind of what I'm saying, right? Like those guys, when they're 25 are not seen as like sexy or rugged because they're missing some chiseled Harrison Ford quality, right? Like or Sam Elliott sort of. Yeah, fair enough. But look, as Zach Refron's gotten older, 
You see what I'm saying? That mm -hmm. that appearance of some of that ruggedness has come with age, mm -hmm. and now he's gonna. You know what I'm? I yeah, exactly that. what I'm getting. Right. And that's kind of where I'm. Sometimes that genetics ball game is a motherfucker, right? Right. I mean, it just it can eat any. I mean, and sometimes Zach Efron's gonna be enjoying it. All the 40, skincare, you know, all the skincare in the world can't save you. I think it's mostly diet, right? It has to be mostly what you're putting in your body. Uh, and how much you're paying for the plastic surgeon. Yeah. <laughs> or or to, to just for care, right? Detox and and uh isolation chambers and time at the beauty at the therapy. salon. Like yeah, <laughs> like uh, like if you have that much time and money to invest in it and that that's your product, I'm sure. I actually have a friend at work who uh well that's her favorite way to spend her husband's money. Botox? Plastic surgery or care spa care care spa that kind of stuff. That's a big market, man. To each their own. She makes a very she makes a very very good wage for Tucson. He just makes a lot, so that's how she spends her husband's money. I find it pretty funny. And what does she do? Same job as me over spaceless sprockets. I got you. Cogs will cogs, man. Myself. Yeah. No. I. Yeah. I. I really think. I'm actually you, entertaining offers from Fatherton Fuels to cross over to a new field, but we'll see what happens. Oh man, I want to hear what Fatherton Fuels is. I can't wait for this. By the way, I am making, I am going to make the meme and post it to our Instagram about uh, the King of the Hill political reference. It's hundred percent true. Yeah, I think it'd be too funny. Have you heard his? Yes, take I on think that. We, I yeah, think okay. we did that. Yeah, we, one episode. We've gone over that. Yeah, it was really right on, funny. Right on, right on. It needs to be a meme. So here's one thing. Here's one reason why I'm glad we're going to have Becky as a permanent member here, because uh, on a lot of things, pop culture-ish, uh, I'm really out of the loop. So Becky, help me out here. Yeah. What the fuck's going on with Britney Spears, and why should we care? So much, so so much, Brando. Like shocking this week. Everything that came out with the whole Britney. Because um, last thing I remember about Britney was like 2007 when she shaved her head and had like a nervous breakdown. Yeah, so we all remember when you posted this. I, I I really had not kept up with it, and reading through that article and her statement was yeah uh, shocking. Her shocking. statement, her statement is heartbreaking. <laughs> it's fucked heartbreaking. Up. It's, it's no for it's women. The weirdest thing I've ever heard of. Like it's as the a weirdest woman, thing I've heard for of. me, it was like heartbreaking. Like. How Can you give me a summary fuck? of this statement? Okay, so she gave uh, I, I know nothing. I don't know yeah, Becky. So right now she's uh going to court to end her uh conservatorship that's been in place, uh, I think, for like 13 or 14 years now. Who's um, her conservator? Her dad and then another hey. co-conservator who I think is on the legal team of her dad. So pretty much it's her dad. Okay. And a few years back, he was supposed to, he got like really sick or something. So he relinquished it over to this co-person, but he still has a lot to do with it because it's under his management team or something like that. Real shady shit, right? So the other day, Brittany um, uh, gave a deposition via phone in court. Um, where she claimed that she's been uh, forced to perform against her will, given very little freedom in her day-to-day -day life, restricted from accessing her fortune, 
and forced to keep her IUD so she doesn't have any more children. Um, she went on to say that the yeah, she went on to say her uh, her family has been oppressive and controlling, and if she could sue them right now, she totally would. Yeah, and my favorite well, quote, it, my favorite quote from her was, "I'm not, <laughs> I'm not here to be anyone's slave." <laughs> I was like, I was like, well, wow, is that song about your dad? Were you trying to tell us this all this time, like? No, that song was too provocative. It was totally about Timberlake. I was totally, it would be uncomfortable <laughs> if it was about her dad. I'd be like, oh, there's more no, to like, this. I seriously sat here and I, I like, I'm listening to this uh, phone, the phone deposition. And I'm like, you know, back when Instagram was like starting to like get really popular, she started posting like these really weird videos. And it was like, is that her being odd or is she like crying out for help? And now, it's like, oh my God, and she I, was crying out for help. Okay, so I, I have, I like, I like, a, I, I totally have a wide um, a palette for music. And I yeah. can't tell you that I'm a huge Britney fan, but every now and then there's a song that I think is great. And I don't really even, I, I, I'm so out of touch with who she is as a person, uh, with exception to the fact that. I know she's from Louisiana. I mm-hmm. generally know what part of Louisiana she's from. Uh, I know a little bit about my neighbors here in Louisiana. And sometimes that behavior didn't seem so out of place <laughs> considering, no. uh, you know, but I, I like some of her music. I thought toxic was really catchy. Good. I love toxic. Um, yeah. I love the song you and better work. Bitch. And, and look, she's, seemed i mean look she is a a fit beautiful person but i've mm-hmm. never uh paid attention to what she's thought articles about her or anything when she shaved her head i really didn't you know my first instinct was probably to think a publicity stunt only she uh, o'connor can pull that off well i i mean i i thought she maybe was I, I mean, again, I didn't read further into it, right? right? I saw the event, and then I noticed sort of the ripple effect of that happening because at the time, it wasn't like uh, Twitter was that like the big thing at that point. Right. So when it happened and it spread all over and it was all over every magazine and you couldn't avoid mm-hmm. seeing it, I may have rejected the idea that she was ill because that's what the headline would say, right? Right. And a lot of times I just sort of assume okay, they're selling magazines, you know, or yeah. this is a way to get that that name out there again. So fast forward to reading the about the deposition and the statement. Mm-hmm. You know, the IUD thing, everything is, is monstrous the way that it sounded. But I start thinking about the fact that if people read over that really quickly, they think it's five or six items that 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 that's what they'll focus on because those are the worst things mm-hmm. but the idea that she had to do it was the day in and day out schedule yeah of scheduling of her time like yes she had to if she was going to perform in vegas she needed to have like three to four days or five days a week that she would have to show up and go through practice and create and build this show and and all of it where she couldn't enjoy the revenues that came from it because it would go through the person controlling the 
Uh, and they con- only and they only gave her a two thousand dollar allowance, and I don't know if that's right. like weekly or. And this is somebody that's making easily sixty million. Well, made the brand of Britney million. Spears has got yeah. to be worth just a, a tremendous amount of money. Yeah, but yeah, it's horrific. And then the dad, like you've gotten me to the point where I'm like tracking the story now. Yeah, I mean the guy sounds like a monster, and I didn't. I guess I went right past the part of him. Uh, relinquishing some part of his control because I think I just read an article about he's living in an RV somewhere in Louisiana. And I don't believe that. I don't believe that for one second. I, just I don't think either. that's something he's either. saying so he doesn't look as bad. But that's how absurd is yeah. that sound, right? Like it's like it's too far on the opposite end to be believable. Right. Like we it's so clear he doesn't want to be seen as benefiting. So he's like, no, I, I live in a and a 1978 Gulfstream Winnebago down right by next the to river. Lake Charles. <laughs> I live in sulfur. It smells like eggs. I have a horrible life. You shouldn't hate me. Yeah. You know, like it no. feels so uh, 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 manufactured. Yeah. I, oh God, I like, I feel for her. Like, first of all, no woman should ever be restricted from making decisions about her own body. Like, that's just, yeah, that's pretty twisted. That's fucked up. Like, well, it's fucked up because it. I, I really don't know how that gets to a point. Well, first off, oh, wait, first it's her dad. Yeah. Second, she's well beyond eighteen. Yeah. Like this is a woman with children. Two in children. Thirties. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she's thirty nine. She has two children that are teenagers that she somehow kept alive. I mean. I mean, if you look back at her record, like driving with her kids in her lap and, you know, some of the questionable choices she was making. Yeah, but again, that's sort of peak Cajun. Yeah. <laughs> I love my people. They are a brave and nutty bunch and they're a lot of fun, but they're not exactly safe. But now that now that <laughs> she's spoken and you're starting, like I like deep dove, I was like, I love Brittany, but I'm about to deep dive. And it's like, you know, oh, yeah, that's some serious mental mental issues right there like so this is where i got to the same point but you know my my conclusion actually made me think about politics and, I, and i'll tell you why it's it's that i feel like britney is an incredible talent and probably a genius when it comes to a lot of things pertaining to her career and to what mm-hmm. her talent is and what her skill set is probably not that together when it comes to like deep contract negotiations right. and and i'm not picking on that person there's a lot of people no. like that i there's a bunch of shit i suck at and i feel like the dad in my head without knowing without having read too much i feel like that's a guy who has a an instinct about them to know that that person can be taken advantage of well listen i don't think it's ways. just her dad though well, I, I don't either. Her, I but, think it's her mom. I think it's her little sister. I think her but brother. But you kind of get my point, right? They're all yeah. they're all in they're this all where they go oh. upon a weakness that she has. Yeah, and that yep. makes me sick to my stomach. Well, and they they find they're just happy to to take. Yeah. Take, and it probably started off in the best of ways. It probably started off with excitement and joy, and then. You know, the old man and the mom got to a point where, like, they were afraid of losing their free ride. What happens mm-hmm. when their little girl grows up? Yeah. You know what I mean? And so they locked it down. And Kevin Federline the- happens. That's what happens. 
<laughs> is that where this all centers on? I, Federal I line? believe so. I wow. I I honestly truly in my heart of hearts believe he was the downfall. So that's the thing. I, I don't even know if I would get along with Brittany, but I know that she doesn't deserve to be taken advantage no, of. She nobody deserves she to be taken advantage no. of. And like so that. by the time she realized that she was being uh bamboozled, you know, to the nth degree by her fucking family. Yeah. It was already well in the hole and too late and she's knee well, deep I mean, in just it. Look at like 14 years she's been under this. 14 years. So like okay. why wouldn't so you yeah. why wouldn't you fight harder? Like she doesn't know. I'm she at. Yeah. Know. No, I know she doesn't know, but I'm just you like know? in my heart of hearts I'm like god, 14 years and you're a grown ass woman. You're there was probably 40. a lot of gaslighting yeah. going on there. Yeah, well, I don't even know. I think I think sometimes we forget, and maybe we don't know, right? Because neither one of us has kids, right? It's like, by the, but but think about this. She's been like the by the time where the person who is behind that that performer, mm-hmm. the time that that person gets to spend just thinking about their position in the world and and their life once you're that famous i mean she was famous instantly she still is like really i'm just saying immediately she hits fame immediately girl outfit is what did it right (laughs) and i remember that song i mean that beat too i mean look that yeah she would have been one thing by herself but the song her the whole Mm -hmm. thing was perfect perfect but the thing is is that she goes from being uh, uh you know kind of a well she was on was she a mickey mouse kid? yes uh-huh yeah so she you know she had some taste of that but then hits the big time and from that point on i mean it's kind of like they just kept up the same thing that she had grown into from a little kid mm-hmm. it never changed she never thought to question it next next thing it's the next big show next thing you're kissing madonna next thing you're shaving you're, you're having kids you're with kevin federline it's like she hasn't had any like where would she have gotten the skill set to go hey like it took her this long yeah to get there like i i see that with friends of mine where uh i was gonna get into this anyway like i know people who had children early in their 20s and by the time they get to you know, 45 and 50, they're figuring some of the things out. No judgment, because you're either doing one or the other at that time, right? Right. But there's not a way to get ahead of it all, basically. It's trade-offs. So they end up in a position where they, they, they're they working on things that were underdeveloped when they were busy raising the family, and maybe they had to just not put any time into themselves at all. That's pretty common. Brittany's sort of like that but she had a whole career of this stuff. And by the time she realized what was going on, it was probably from therapy, right? Oh, I, I mean, yeah. Probably just enough oh, yeah. therapy. Got she talked, she, was to, like, she oh. talked about in the, um, in the recording, she talked about how she saw a therapist and the therapist put her on lithium and it made her feel drunk all the time. And that her family didn't want her off of that because you know, they're like, it's helping you. And she's like, it's hurting me. And so, yeah, there is therapy there. So that kind of brings me to a, a, a 
two things and I, one i won't spend too much time on the next one is a pretty good question and it's a way for us to segue becky thanks for opening brando's eyes to the cruelty of britney spears life Listen, that was very I, nice i love britney i will always support britney i think in another life i would be friends with britney and this would have never happened to her so she's in court petitioning for them to dissolve the cons- mm-hmm. conservatorship yep and give her control over her whole catalog mm-hmm. her her life her career her fortune she wants to marry her hot ass boyfriend and have babies more babies more babies is this similar did something similar happen to taylor swift no not with her dad but somebody owning her catalog of music oh yeah 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 um scooter braun uh justin bieber's right. manager bought all of her catalogs and now that's she's, right that's right now that's she's right. re-recording and re-releasing everything pretty smart she's mm-hmm. a savvy person savvy person so yeah so my my thought on this is uh the, the dad uh Brit- mr spears whatever that jackass his name is um that person manipulating somebody just knowing that in a predatory way knowing that he could take advantage and victimize and that's a lot of uh, of the the worst connotation of the world salesman right mm-hmm. predatory salesman just saw his kid as a mark at some point it sounds like at least and it's caused her a lot of harm and i you imagine having to what do those kids think your mom's the most famous person in the world anyway it made me think of politics man because i really do think that there is a similarity in that act where you have some politicians on probably both sides but they see an opportunity to take advantage of people that'll believe them right that believe the Mm -hmm. narrative and uh and i had just watched idiocracy and remembered in like a fever documentary for those that don't great documentary (laughs) there is actually a legal eagle website or youtube channel where he goes through and gives a movie a rating on its legal believability. And he did idiocracy and said he had to give it an A plus because there were so many things that even, you know, six, seven years ago wouldn't have been true. And he's like uh, a a president who was also a professional wrestler. And he showed clips of like (laughs) McMahon on the side of a ring getting checked by uh, Trump. And everybody in the crowd going nuts. And it was like he was a regular on. I, and I am not a wrestling fan anymore. So it was like I I seriously thought. First off, that Britney Spears dad sounds like I the way I see politicians taking advantage of people who might just not understand yeah. that they're being manipulated, you know, not not being in the know and just sort of being having a huge blind spot. Just say Fox News. Yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll let you say fox news but you know it's it's it made me think of that and then of course idiocracy and 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 the whole trump clip fever dream for me just made me think <laughs> political news specifically like political news is really designed it seems like it's designed for res- pro wrestling fans you know if i mean it just seems like it, it, am i wrong here brando you, you have to yeah i think you agree with me I mean, I think there's a lot more people more on the right that uh, pull bullshit like that than on the left. I'd be happy to be proved wrong, though. But when I think about that, I think of what I call the dipshit three. Marjorie <laughs> Taylor Green, Matt Gates, currently under federal investigation for sex trafficking of a minor. 
And uh, hey, stop talking about Lauren my OnlyFans and Bobert. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you sent me a clip, and I I'm gonna I was it but, what was the general? I, I just I, I just want to do say one more thing about those Please. three. The the last one I mentioned there, Bobert, uh, tweeted out something about the Constitution is sacred and you can't change it, which is literally not true. It's the opposite of true. It's what amendments. <laughs> 11 through what 26 are yeah you dumb bitch that's well again to my point about manipulation right right? like you have to either that person either doesn't know and is saying something ignorant but misleading or they know and they're saying something that ignorant statement that's misleading is is designed like they have a percentage number of the people listening 60% 60% are going to believe you. And those 60 people, as soon, 60% of a group, is, as long as they're talking about it, to them, it's true enough. Mm-hmm. And then it becomes something else, a roadblock that has to be, you know, proven wrong by making them read or something <laughs> like that. You know, it, but I, I get it. I mean, Marjorie Taylor, great, my gosh, uh, that Jewish space lasers and, and QAnon weirdness, uh, just, you know. I have some really funny shit that I want to say, but I, I kind of don't want to offend too many people. You know, she's that person just uh, pretty upset. Upsetting makes me, me want to use the R word so bad. Big Ooh. words, big R words. Ooh. Yeah, 100 <laughs> percent. And then uh, Matt Gates. you know, I feel like if there was a prick emoji, it would be his face. You know, like that guy just looks like uh somebody i would have a hard time getting along with and and like i was saying a second ago you sent me that clip of general my goodness it's probably right here and i forget Millie, what it was chairman of the joint chiefs of staff say again uh general Milley, chairman of the joint chiefs general Milley, man if you have a chance to look it up on youtube that uh was in front of a was it a senatorial hearing or congressional hearing it was a congressional hearing congressional committee i believe yeah and matt gates is grilling these generals about things that matt gates cares about and the response from general milley was one of those moments where i feel like i had a uh like a sponsor right the the his whole statement of why wouldn't we want to understand these things was specifically the best single question i had heard posed against any of that rhetoric why wouldn't we want to understand the narrative i mean it was brilliant (laughs) i just loved him and and if you want to feel inspired that guy's a good way to do it Uh, if you want to watch a total dipshit of a congressman basically die on the inside for a solid seven and a half minutes go look up that video on youtube it's pretty funny well and it's it's clear that one of them's playing you know kabuki theater and the general's just like uh i'm not here for that kind of shit you know <laughs> like i'm i just he just said it how it was you know it was yep. pretty pretty great pretty great it just made me feel altogether good i should say so so i got a question for you if we're doing this whole politics is pro wrestling thing considering this person's not really a politician they're just a hype man for someone else does that make the my pillow guy Mike Lindell Paul Bearer? Yes. Oh my. That's pretty great. Yes. Oh my it's God. just a taller version. 
You know what? It does. Have have you guys watched the show? My God, that's a um, really great image. <laughs> that really was. Have you guys watched? That's a the great show image. Where they uh, it's like pro wrestling people, and they're trying to find all these um. Oh my iconic, God, Paul like, Bear! Iconic things from the wrestling world, and put them in this museum that the WWE is opening. Have oh, you I watched have that show that. at all? No, it's really good. I have to you check it out. What's so it called? It's like, uh, I don't know. I think it's, I can't remember. I'll look it up and find it. But it's on um, A and E, and it's just like Stephanie McMahon is opening like a like a museum for all this iconic. Like they have Ric Flair's robes and Andre the Giant stuff, and like they're gonna have like the stories that go with it. And they're they send like uh, the big show out to like procure these items from collectors so basically they're they're covering covering it sort of like the nfl hall yeah. of fame the big yeah. guy knocking on the door yeah it's really cool so he like so like him and mark henry go to this guy that has um andre like some like a andre the giant mask that he wore from like the time they were in japan and like Mark Henry gets so emotional, he starts crying because this guy is just being awful. It's a really interesting show. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. No, it sounds more interesting than I would have thought when you were talking about it a second ago. Yeah. No, that's that's pretty. And you like learn cool about sounding. like you learn about uh, like I learned a lot about Andre the Giant that I didn't know. And like just, I like, dude, I watched a documentary on Andre the Giant that was fascinating. Yeah. This show is really fascinating because there's stuff that I didn't know. And, like, just to hear the wrestlers, like, they were talking to uh, Booker T and, like, his struggles. And then, like, oh, it's just, it's an awesome show. Well, there was I'll an older one about title. Jake the Snake, Roberts, right? Where, yeah. About his addiction issues and what he dealt with. I mean, that that's an old school wrestler I was a fan mm-hmm. of when I was a kid. Yeah. Oh, All about well, the Ultimate Warrior. I'll, oh I'll look it up god. and uh i love the ultimate warrior and the british bulldog oh my god british bulldog was great. Did you guys know that the ultimate warrior basically lost his fucking mind and owns a bunch of property up in phoenix no way i did know about the property i didn't know he totally lost his mind he's he's a little cray well he was probably a little cray back then i will tell you yeah I, CT, I, cte's I, a motherfucker ain't it yeah i cried my ass off when he beat hulk hogan Fuck yeah, I did too. Oh, I, I did was too. so upset. I was so, I was, I, oh my God. I, I was just days. heartbroken. When he missed that leg drop, I was like, no. Yeah. No. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, let's take a quick break and we come back. I'm going to tell you a little bit about how to send Becky your, your nightmare dating stories. And that'll be a lot of fun. We'll be right back. You've been listening to The Brevity Box, brought to you by Ruminations Radio Network. If you like this cast or want to find some other great topics, join me, Optimist, on the Retro Futurist Culture Podcast for great discussions on all things retro future. Check it out at ruminationsradionetwork.com. All right, and we are back from that brief commercial break. So... As we mentioned uh, earlier, Becky, you recently had your 29th birthday. Mm-hmm. How did that go? What'd you go do? Uh, my birthday was really good this year. Uh, nobody broke up with me on it, so I was really Fantastic. thankful Off for that. Great start. You actually got into a new relationship. Yeah, I got into a thruple. That was nice. That's right. Um, nice. Basically, I just laid by the pool and then watched that terrible Suns game and had a state. It was, it was delightful. 
Oh boy. This is important. Okay. How, do you, yep. how do you prepare your steak? How do I prepare my steak? Um, well, yeah. my, Wait, mom, Becky, Becky, my mom Becky, cooks. No, Becky, no, no let her go. Let her go with it. <laughs> okay. Okay. My mom cooked the one for me that I had yesterday for my actual birthday, but um, normally I like to uh, get a skillet, one of those mm-hmm. cast iron ones, and I, oh boy. Okay, I, do keep some, going. Yeah. I do some garlic and butter and olive oil, just a little bit, and then I sear both sides, Keep going. and then I put it in the oven, and then I cook it. I cook it until it's medium rare. That music rare. isn't sexy enough, Charlie. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was trying to find something good and sexy. You want to be too funky? Let's try this. There you go. Oh, okay. <laughs> nah, it and work I, I do it. a little wow. shimmy while I'm cooking, and I make it medium to rare. To what level of excellent? Okay. Okay. Medium so I'm, rare. I'm going to be here with some garlic butter that I got from Sam's on the top. Perfect. So you you pan you're a pan sear girl. Well, I like the grill too, but lately I've been really into pan searing stuff because I've been watching a lot of Chopped. Oh yeah, hey. Yeah. So I mean, have you been? Are you are you a cook? Do you like? To oh, cook? I love to cook. That's mostly what my Instagram is. Is like, hey, look, I could be a trophy wife. Hey, hey, hey. Um, I make that. really great fried chicken. You're speaking my language. I I literally cannot go to the grocery store without checking the damn fried chicken. I make like it's... handmade fried chicken though. Yeah, I would like yeah. that, please. Thank yeah. you. Next time I and come I, visit, like soul food, not like collard greens Ooh. like that, but Becky, like comfort come and food. visit me. Yeah, I can take you to soul food <laughs> restaurants you would freak out for. <laughs> hey, shameless plug for the Praline Connection here in the French Quarter. New Orleans, where you can have some true soul food and yeah. just enjoy the hell out of it. Everybody there's wearing vests, white pressed shirts, mm. ties, and fedoras. Nice. And they bring it to you with a little <laughs> step. It's great. It's great. And they will talk shit to you. And, I and mean, they and will you know, talk shit to yeah. you. Oh, I love it. I gotta tell you something. All right, look, okay, this will be fun. I'm telling you, I walked into that restaurant, looked at the menu. And the the waiter walked up to me and she goes, she looked down at me like she was sizing me up and said, you want the chicken? And I was <laughs> like, what? And she goes, you want the fried chicken plate? And I was like, I do want the fried chicken plate. How did you know that? She goes, I know, baby. And then she just <laughs> walked away. It was... <sighs> Great. <laughs> my, my, experience, my experience there was a little was a little different. Uh because at the end of the uh, meal I had, the waiter came over and asked if we wanted dessert. I just said, No, no, thank you. And he just looked at me and said, uh, N word, please, I'm gonna get you the peach cobbler. And walk away. <laughs> I, I just like you said you said no dessert, Brando, and my heart just went, Who the fuck are you and why? Why and are you like and that? You, and, and, and you know what? He was right. Best goddamn peach cobbler I've ever had. You never there turned down nobody dessert, on ever. this planet that would take a look at you and think you don't want dessert, bro. Me either. Okay, me either. But I'm saying we never we look like down. dessert. Don't ever we look like down. we're having dessert. No, that's against the law. All right, Brandon, you want to you want to break some wisdom on her about how you prepare a steak, sir? I don't know. All I wanted, to, I, as long as she didn't say "well done," it was cool. It's fine. 
Oh, each their God. Oh, I can't do well done. That's then I would have called you a communist and kicked you out of our throat. That's an instant, like, breakup right there for me. Yeah. We go to a restaurant, well, what... and he's like, I'll have my steak well done. And I'm like, Chuck, please. We're done. Would you like to know what Brando and I like to do for our steaks? Yes. Well, I'm taking notes. Let me tell you, Becky. A long time ago, I used to have steak nights at my house. We'd crank up the grill, put on UFC, and Ew, all my wow. best buddies would come over and watch. And sometimes we did it for football, and sometimes it was with JJ Watt on the screen. You feel better? Yes. Thank we you. like we were fans <laughs> of the Rockbiter for just a couple of hours. But I would do a lot to make these steaks <laughs> wonderful. I would use Allegro marinade, hot and spicy, and I would baste those bad boys after marinating them for a long time. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, we would. We now do sous vide. Okay. We we take a sous vide or precision reverse cooker. Sear if I'm feeling lazy about it. Or reverse oven sear is good, but yeah, I, I'm a sous vide fan. So we do a lot of the precision cooker. Uh, at I usually do mine at about one twenty eight, one thirty degrees in the precision cooker for like two hours in the bag and then i do the same thing you do i take it out and i throw it on a a hot well there's two things i do one thing is i will either put it on a pan sear cast iron skillet a lot of butter um and butter baste it and it comes out great the other thing i've been doing is using a torch or a sears all mm -hmm. to just crisp and make the outside exactly what you want it to the the are you familiar with a sous vide cooker yes i am okay so for I those of you who Chopped. don't know oh, of course you watch chop so yeah for <laughs> those of you who don't know it's a you, you fill up a container with water you drop whatever you're cooking basically usually meat into a or protein you drop that into a bag and uh and you air seal it you mm -hmm. vacuum all the air out of it and you put it in the water bath and you drop this little cylinder in there and you can set the temperature and the time. And it keeps it at exactly that temperature so it is impossible for it to overcook. So by the time you're pulling this thing out, it's already medium rare, exactly like you want it. And then all you have to do is sear the outside to however you want it cooked. And what you end up getting is an edge-to-edge -edge perfect medium rare or perfect medium or however you like your steak. and it's. I don't know. Like, what are they? If you'd like your steak well done, you should kill yourself. <laughs> <laughs> or, 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 or slightly less. Brevity box does not condone suicide. <laughs> no. This is where we insert the suicide hotline number right now. If you're Actually feeling, speaking, if you're feeling sad, <laughs> if you're fe we should do that suicide hotline to a, to a jingle. We might close with that. A western, ooh, a western suicide hotline. That's pretty good. Please don't take Brando that. Might be seriously. pretty funny. <laughs> if you're so feeling like self-harming yourself, sorry. <laughs> well, he just told him. I mean, look, I can't, I can't disagree with him. If you like your steak well done, I mean, there's a special place in hell for people that like their steak well done. It, I just with the assholes that talk during the movie. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh, oh my god. Like at the movie theater or anywhere at yeah. the movie no, no, no. theater okay I was at like, the movie uh... theater talking at your you phone know, it doesn't yeah. actually it actually it doesn't even matter if they're at home and they can't follow what's going along and they're constantly bugging you and asking you oh who's that what's going on did i miss something you can say, yeah yeah <laughs> but, but brando tell me how you really feel about that the sounds say it all 
to say the, everything. The word apoplectic comes to mind. That, that was a big wow, word. Man. Wow. That was a lot of syllables. Yeah. It's one of them $5 words. Now spell it. That was $5 word. L-E-C-T-I-C. God. Because we used to have a rule in our house. My mom would be like, you can't use big words unless you know how to spell them. That's a great rule that I think I'm going to start using at work. Yes. That is a really great rule. Yeah. That is a super, super duper great rule. Yes. Pretty funny. So we thought, Becky, that mm-hmm. a good idea because of your amazing dating stories. Yeah. That, you know, we have an email for the podcast and we have an Instagram, by the way. If you want to check us out, you can follow us at Brevity Box Podcast, exactly like it's spelled. And, uh, well, you know, we'd be happy to have you as a follower. But if you want to email us your crazy dating stories or ask, what did you call it, Brando? What would a baddie do? <laughs> yeah. Ask for some baddie advice. We got Becky here to answer all your crazy ass you. questions. I got you. She got you. She got you. We got to get you some crazy hip hop. Like if you're if you're single and deep, you want to date. Music. Send me your yeah, send me your stats. Send me yeah. <laughs> just all yeah, the pics, all the stats. No dick pics, though. No yeah, do pics. not, don't do that. Don't Actually, make it hard. I'm not going to be the one checking that email. So, dick pics, if you want, go right ahead. No, 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 no I don't want to see. Not gonna be good. Hey, hey, like you said uh. earlier, no one, like you said earlier, no one takes me seriously. It's okay. I'm posting them to you if I get them. <laughs> but if you do have those, send us an email at brevityboxpodcast at gmail. And uh, we'll look forward to getting some crazy stories from you. Hopefully not too, too crazy. I don't want to be, I don't want to have to give any depositions at some point. So don't send me anything that big. We can always double check statute of limitations first. Yeah. Yeah. We have to, for sure. I can sleep for with sure. the lawyer and the judge. <laughs> Wait, so can we, Becky, or we can okay? just ask the one I'm related, or we can just <laughs> ask the one I'm related to. <laughs> Jesus. God. That's pretty funny. So, Brando, tell me about your infatuation with Rachel Maddow. She kind of looks like my, of course, now is when my dog decides to eat her dinner, and you can very clearly hear it. I apologize, Master Editor. Please don't whip me. You want me to put some music on while you talk about your, your love affair with Rachel Maddow? I wouldn't say it's a love affair. She's just the right amount of snarky, in my opinion. I don't have a problem with her. I actually, I don't have I any really issue with her. I really want to know how many black blazers she owns, though. It's the same one. It's just one. <laughs> no, it's a closet full of black blazers. I yeah, exactly. It's, yeah. it's, it's a closet full of identical black blazers. I want to know the designer and how many she has. She's like, this is midnight black. This is black black. This is black this is like my black soul. Black. This is slutty black. She's Do you probably think it's got gel or mousse? It's got a, she's a mousse person. No that wax, looks... hair wax. Wow! Oh wow! Yeah, Man, you're taking wax. it. Yeah, it's level. a wax. Has to be. So, so okay. What's the tennis shoe? New Balance. Adidas. Adi- oh, do you know this for sure? Or are you just guessing? I'm just guessing. A- I'm gonna Adidas. go with wh- white Adidas, black stripes. Yeah, that's what I was gonna oh. say. <laughs> Gangsta, you going straight up old run DMC? Straight that's up. what I was gonna say. That's pretty funny. That's pretty great. I look. I can't help but. Sometimes I see her make that smirk or sometimes I just get caught up in a moment. And to me, she seemed, it wasn't hard for me to imagine her as the church lady, like Dana Carvey's (laughs) church lady. 
just sort of felt like she might be over the next 15 years turning because she's she's one one little mood moment off of saying isn't that special or it could be satan she's probably saving that she's probably saving isn't that special for a real good occasion yeah i mean am i wrong aren't the similarities there oh they're so there i mean can't you see it i can kind of see it man yeah you are you are not wrong that'd be a great snl bit please invite her on please invite her or somebody playing rachel maddow doing the church lady that would be a great oh well of course you know they have they have mad talent this last season i'm a big fan of the the oh my god women on snl the women on snl are hilarious the women on Mm -hmm. snl right now are fantastic well is kristen wig still on there no 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 she's been gone for some time she's amazingly funny what about my girl mckinnon kate mckinnon's fantastic oh my god i love i love the ufo Oh alien my god. abduction ones. I pee my yeah. pants every time those are on. She's an incredible Kate McKinnon is is fantastic. Uh is it Cecily Strong? Yeah. Or is it yeah, or what's her last name? I may have a wrong name. But her I think, but I think you're right. Uh, yeah, she's I think you're right. Incredible. I mean, they they've just they're just incredibly talented mm-hmm. all around. Yeah, Kristen Wig, the um the com- when she did a commercial where she's running around in a red dress and it's for a fragrance that's like she's completely out of her mind like dangerous and <laughs> wacky and it's something only Kristen Wiig could do uh, she's incredibly funny she cracks me up man huge pivot here Brando you, I saw that you I do have to say though before we move on from SNL yeah, please, I recently man, came under. across the fact that the two weekend update hosts do an occasional joke swap segment. Oh, that was great. Oh, I've never felt so guilty laughing at something so hilariously racist before. <laughs> well, and that's, that's, yeah, that's because Colin Jost was being, yeah. he didn't know what he was going to have to read. Yeah, it's, it's come, they have no idea what the jokes are going to be. It's on the teleprompter. They have to read it. And Michael Shea, the black host on the segment, is write some pretty brutal jokes for his very, very pasty co-host, I have to say. And it's <laughs> hilarious. Hilarious. When they did the announcement to award Dave Chappelle uh, at the Mark Twain Theater, and, uh, you know, Michael Che and Colin Jost and... Um, my goodness, I just forgot this man's name, also from SNL. But two black men and Colin Jost are up there and they're, they're, you know, Colin Jost is the last to speak. And after these beautiful statements of what, you know, of the, you know, what Dave Chappelle means to comedy and what he means to black comedy, it comes to Colin Jost and he says the funniest shit ever. He goes, and I'm here to talk to you about Mark Twain. And it, <laughs> just, it hit so hard and nobody saw it coming and to see like michael che of course he doesn't crack very easily so when he gets che to crack it's it's damn funny that those two are arguably the funniest uh uh news desk anchors that they've had on snl oh yeah i love weekend update and uh colin jose is just proof that if you're really if you're really really funny you can really really date up Oh man, I 
I think, you know, the thing I take from Colin Jost and his relationship with Scarlett Johansson is that uh, specifically, like, there's a couple of times where he's joked about it, but at one point, I it may have been on weekend on a on on SNL Live. It may have been on Weekend Update where they were commenting on the fact that uh, at the time Black Widow was going to release at the same time as Tom and Jerry, and Colin Jost had like a small part in Tom and Jerry, and so they were just trying to make a joke about how small his acting like presences compared to Scarlett Johansson and his reaction to it was kind of a perfect explanation as to why it works in my opinion. Right. Cause he just, without missing a beat goes, we'll just see which one pulls back the largest ticket sales and revenue. Okay. <laughs> well, you know, and he's like just totally leaning into the absurdity that Tom and Jerry with him is five minutes was going to, at all stand in comparison. I mean, it, it was beautiful and funny and probably why, you know, he's not threatened, man. He doesn't give a shit. And I, I love it. He seems like a pretty amazing person. Yeah. I hope he's, yeah. So when Scarlett Joe dumps him, I'm just going for that divorce. <laughs> Before I forget, uh, Becky, you, you share uh, the, a very close honor with somebody we both care about. And today, the day after your birthday is my yes. wife's birthday. Happy I just birthday, want to take Brooke. a moment every now and then she listens to these. She has enough of me talking every day. Believe me. Let's be but honest. She, she gets listens lonely, for me. She does listen for you. You think that's a joke. That's just for real. She yeah, to totally listens for you. She listens to you and Brando. <laughs> but more no, but me. Ha happy birthday. To Brooke, happy, happy belated birthday. birthday to you, Becky. Thank you. As I told we, uh, happy birthday, you bad motherfuckers. They are some <laughs> bad motherfuckers for sure. Yeah, my my wife is kicking ass for sure. I think you both are. Um, before we get out of here, though, Brando, I wanted to hear your take on your first ride in a Tesla. Ooh. Oh, that's right. Our our friend, uh, our friend, Mister G, Agent got himself an electric car. <laughs> So uh, we had dinner the other night at uh, June Dynasty. I know you miss it. I do. That eggplant dish. That and that spicy eggplant, uh, like traditional Chinese food is, I, I crave it, man. It was so good. So after dinner, uh, took a ride around the block. And that Model 3, this isn't even the performance model. Easily the second fastest car I've ever been in. But it's not only the acceleration, it's how it happens. If you're, in a high, if you're driving a high-performance car or something with a lot of power, when you hit the gas, you're going to feel the back of the car squat, the front raise up a little bit, and you start going forward. Right. You feel the momentum building up. Did your butthole clench? Oh, my butthole clenched because it felt like the invisible hand of God came down from the heaven, put his hand on the back of the car, and just shoved it forward. That's some real shit. Yeah, it was awesomely terrifying. So when are you getting one? And when can I, I go it? for a ride? No, I bought a car two years ago. It was nearly brand new. Ideally, I'm looking for a new car in my mid-40s. Permitted nothing happens to it. So it'll be a while. Yeah, would you have you guys seen the uh, the Ford Lightning? 
the electric Ford pickup? I think it's a great idea, but I'm pretty sure we're not going to see electric trucks for heavy duty work work in the future. That but thing... holy shit, this is going to be a fast truck. I mean, a yeah, great it's a... Way, a great way to bring back the name, you know, the F-150 Lightning. It is. It is. But the thing I'm impressed about it is it's got a 300 mile round trip at a thousand pounds towing. If you got nothing in there, it kind of calculates out to about 470, 480. And it's, uh, you know, it's got zero to 60 and 4.1. You know, it, it's it's the frunk because there's no motor is now like a a cooler <laughs> with a drain. That was and, pretty uh, awesome. And a bunch of outlets. I mean, it, that. And it, I, I just, I'm all for new designs on pickups and vehicles in general, but I, I, there's some, there's just too many things about the damn Cybertruck that I think look ridiculous. I can't. I, I do have a question for you though. You said 300 miles of range towing a thousand pounds. Yeah. Yeah. That that's not much though. What happens when you put another have to put another thousand pounds on there? No, I get you. I don't think that they're at a place where they can, um, like. It's not like first, but in the South, for instance, if you lost a lot of power for a long period of time, you're kind of screwed. You're still going to be back to generators. But that thing having and you know, we've talked about it before. I, I just, I think it's a huge first step. There's going to be a lot of people to get it. You know what I mean? A lot of auto zones are going to be driving those things. A lot of rental cars, right? God, I hope not. We'll people do dumb shit in rental cars. Yeah, they, do. <laughs> they don't need to be allowed to rent stupidly fast ones, or if they do, it should be prohibitively ex- prohibitively expensive. Yes. Well, man, because people are dumb and they can't be trusted. Well, I just knew. I know you. I know that 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 feelings already got you in your head. Like that's not, that seems like a Brando vehicle. Very, very cut, clean, digital, fast. Well, what listen. the Cybertruck or the Lightning or which? The no, Tesla. no, the, the 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 Tesla Model Three. Oh, if I if I owned a home and I could afford it, which I can't at this point, uh, I would totally drive a Model a Model Three or probably a Model Y since it's a hatchback. Listen, Brando, I have a plan. Hmm. Are you ready? Let's hear it. We're gonna make you an influencer so that you oh, can afford a Tesla. And then you'll like be like, this. thank you so much, Becky. And I'll be like, you're welcome. All you have to do is learn a couple TikTok dances and wear some costumes. That's that's all I'm asking. I'll direct you because I have experience. Look, just because I have tips doesn't mean I'm going to be successful on TikTok, okay? I'll it make doesn't you, mean you're not. Brando, I'll make you successful. Holy shit, I got to lose weight. We're, oh, that's the jerk. Right, you're this. an influencer. Right yep. there. I'm an, you're an influencer. influencer. You, you, lose, you lose the weight while I you're social media pictures. to a point where I don't even participate in our own for this listen, show. Listen, Brando. How bad do you want a Tesla, man? Not that bad. <laughs> listen, it's going to happen. You got to live. I'm going to become your pageant mom. <laughs> and we're going to make TikToks. <laughs> and then you're going to get your damn Tesla, okay? <laughs> Oh my there god. There will be no such thing. There will be. Batty Becky, the pageant mom for Brando's TikTok look, antics coming look, soon. Look, Batty, you ain't my mom. You ain't paying none of my bills. You can't do get me to do shit. 
You wish I paid just your bills. Just give it time. <laughs> just give it time. Well, yeah, I've had a sugar. Yeah, I've had a sugar mama once before. It was awesome. Of course, I want that again. Listen, you were you're becoming it. an influencer, and I will pay your bills by making it an influencer. It has been decided. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, Jamie. Has, wait, I'm gonna, hang, hang Jamie Spears. Also, all that. Have you also been listening to Too Short? Are you trying to get me? Are you trying to let me? Are you, are you trying to be my pimp? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. What's my percentage? That's my. Uh, that's you a hoe. That's not my dream board right now. <laughs> you a hoe. I, make a, I, make <laughs> I think a, she could do I it. I make dude. a dream board every year, and right now, right on it, it's got a picture of the grumpy cat because I don't have any pictures of you. Oh, that's says, right. Tell us about your grumpy cat. It selfie. just says make Brando TikTok famous. I thought we've already talked about that. I think we did. We yeah, we did. <laughs> okay. Uh, marijuana affects the memory. Yeah. No shit. Man, guys. Duh. A lot of fun. Thank you for such a great show. We're going to try to keep this hour tight, and I think we're at a good spot. We got more to talk about on the next show. We're just going to roll right into it. We got to figure out what the new logo is going to be. We got to have more fun with uh, musical tracks. I had too much fun on the last episode with that. But, man, Becky, thank you for doing this. Thank you. Welcome to the the whole thing. It's really awesome. I'm excited, too. I can't wait to see what you do with Brando and his tits. It's going to be so I wonderful. have an idea. Pasties, <laughs> pasties and tassels will be involved. No, my chest is too and hairy glitter. Lots of nope. glitter. The, the herpes of the craft world? Are you insane? No. I will, I will say this, though, guys. I, I will be coming back to Tucson here soon. And when I do, the three of us have to spend some legit Throuple time. Yeah, because you have out. to hold the camera for when Brando does his. I'll hold the camera. I'll 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 put on the shaving cream, and you make fried chicken for everybody, yes. and then we'll have a bunch of stuff to talk about. I'm starting fried, to regret fried a chicken and mac and cheese. You love it with Brando's titties it. in our oh, faces. See, this, is, uh, this is like four episode titles coming up. <laughs> thanks, thanks everybody for coming back and listening to us, new listeners. I hope you're there. Please like, subscribe. We want to. We want you to like and subscribe. Hey, Charlie, you Dude. know how I know you're sick in the head? How? Because when you described that scene, you were definitely were thinking about that song, Goodbye Horses. I kind of was thinking about <laughs> Goodbye Horses. You're right. Christ, I know you way too well. Q and Lazarus is is my, sort of like a dream band for me. That Charlie, song are you gonna so be much. a Are you gonna be a pony girl in the background of Brandon's Brando's TikToks? Oh, I'm willing. More like a Buffalo Bill, unfortunately. I'll happily be my Buffalo. I'll be the Buffalo Bill. I'll wear the long thing and I'll do the tuck for you just, if that's what it takes. Just drench him in his cerebi and that'll just, I think that'll go. <laughs> you you want to hear a terrible joke that my, my uh, cousin told me? Mm-hmm. You've probably heard it. So tell me if you've heard it. What's, what's the difference between a chickpea and a garbanzo bean? No I've idea. I've never had a garbanzo bean in my mouth before. <laughs> and I'm at bombshell. This episode is brought to you by Golden Showers. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. Join us next time on another episode of Brevity Box, brought to you by the Ruminations Radio Network. See you, everybody. Bye. 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 Five, four, two.
not quite my tempo. <laughs> I love you so much sometimes. Uh, what a good reference, you prick. I do it again. You know what they all say. Fantasy football is like a box of chocolates. And I know you. You love fantasy football. And you love chocolates. Well, 25 Yards Later is a fantasy football podcast with top-notch analysis, earworm music, and plenty of laughs. Each week, we dive deep into four games, putting every fantasy-relevant and occasionally fantasy-irrelevant player under a microscope. Block out all the haters with 25 Yards Later, available wherever you get your podcasts, but maybe not where you get your chocolates.